Mm-mm-mm. It's been a while. We have that thing where the list of things to do grows faster than the things you grows faster than you do things, and so it's like, what's the point of having the list? If the list is going to have like a mm-hmm. hundred items on it when I die. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, what, was, what was the list? <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, but we so we kind of have that going on. Yeah, I hear you. And it's like, oh God. And then I haven't talked to you. So much to catch up on. So much. But you're going to Trapo Trap House Live is tonight. I'm guessing that's in San Fran, like in the city. It's in the mission. Yeah. It's in the mission. It's in the city. Yeah. So I got to get from Berkeley to the city where I was earlier today at the bridge. Um, I came all the way back recording the podcast, like doing it. Life is effort. (laughs) Now we're doing the podcast too, which is like something that needs to be done. It needs to be done. The world (laughs) needs to hear us talk. I mean, that's why. Yeah. We're just going to go down the list. But that's why we have the podcast. I mean, it's all about, I think everything I say is incredibly important. And I mean, the more people that can hear it. Yes. That's what it's about. Yeah. Agreed. Yes. Wait, we have a list. Yeah, it's morally you're morally obligated to listen to this, um, and not listening to it is actually right. Um, so I think you should, you know, stay on the side of the good, fight through the darkness. But we have a list. It's a year. We have it's a year anniversary, and we have a long list of things we've never talked yes. about. It is a year anniversary. Holy shit, man! I mean, it's a year since we like incepted it and like met and like did a lot of the work for it. Yeah, I don't think it's a one year. What's the f- episode? The first that was like three or four months later, but. I was going to look at what the when the first episode actually was. Uh, Rogue Podcasting. It was like, yeah, uh, maybe May, April, May of last year. I, and we launched it from Hawaii. I was in Hawaii when that one, that uh, first episode came out. Right. Yep. Um, yep. We did the planning of it in Colorado because <laughs> oh I came out there and visited you. And then we launched when I was in Wisconsin and you were in Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. This thing doesn't succeed, man. Like, <laughs> it's just like a, it was just a trial in logistics. Uh, oh, no, man. <laughs> and now you're in New York and I'm in San Francisco. <laughs> better, <laughs> Holy shit. better time difference. So better crazy. time difference than the Hawaii time difference, though. Yes. Yes. Better, but still bad. Uh, I think it's worse for you. I think like the three hours ahead is worse for you all in all. But those Sunday mornings, like I was just hung over way too often. So it's just like, <laughs> not going to happen. Like I was hung over this morning. It would have been the same thing again this morning. And so, but I think like, yeah, your dinner time, my four o'clock, also kind of my dinner time is like a good time to do some podcasting. Yeah, it's good. And it's so much easier, man. The, it's like the, it's kind of like a fixed cost versus variable cost thing. It's like the fixed time cost of launching something like this is just so fucking high. And it's, it's so like... Yeah. Yeah. It's like not fun work. It's like setting up like every social media account and, and setting up the website and like picking the stuff and like getting it hooked up into all the different. It's just like, ugh. after we passed that hump, I was yeah. like, okay, now, now, okay, we might change frequency of when episodes come out, but now it's like, like all of the infrastructure is there. It's just, we just have to like exist in yes, the in, infrastructure. Yeah. And we have to like, you know, we edit our like workflow, make process changes, but they're like, you know, small commits to the overall like infrastructure, not, not a right. Yeah, 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 everything. exactly. Yeah. What's nice now too, is that like, it's also not free, you know, it's not that expensive, yeah. but it is like a few hundred dollars a person per year, maybe Yeah. depending on where you want to allocate costs or whatever. Um, now that we both have like jobs, like stable, high paying jobs or whatever, uh, it becomes just like that much easier to just be like, oh yeah, yeah, sure, no, no worries. I can just keep doing this as a hobby. I'm spending much more on other hobbies. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think this is a more productive hobby. Yeah, like making so. a battle station. Like that's that's quite a an expensive hobby to start. Right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but it will beget the podcast, right? Making a, I need a fifteen hundred dollar computer to do the podcast, Parker. My oh yeah, uh, three year old laptop is not cutting it anymore. Yeah, I need yeah, uh, you know, thirty four inch ultra wide. Yeah, I mean, if you really want to make a pot, you need a 1080 Ti, 
GTX NVIDIA graphics card. Right. Um, we're, I mean, we're putting together 4K yes. audio. Maybe two. It's 4K Maybe audio. Two. You know, you probably need yeah. two. You probably got an SLA audio. And um, yeah, yeah, how do you think this gets done? You know, that's what you need. You know, water right. cool. Sometimes you spin up Azure machines, you know, get some, get some AWS, like just churning jobs for you in the background. It's, it's, we're very compute constrained. I think that's really yeah. the issue on the podcast. Well, that's really been the podcast revolution of the past year. It's all, you know, this AI stuff is just cranking out podcast efficiency and yeah, it's, it's phenomenal. It's, it's a, what yep. a time, what a time to be alive. It, <laughs> what a time. Uh, yeah, the, I can see like the giant piles of machine learning dust from here. I can see like the Saturja die building uh, on the Berkeley campus where, mm. you know, they're making uh, a, a, the best chess player in the world that also like can navigate drones. And like there's no there's no way that could ever go wrong in any sort of like alignment or like, you know, stock market picking um, catastrophe based on AI. <laughs> uh, there's no I don't think there's any really risks or dangers. Um to uh, yeah. any of the work that they do. I think it's, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think you should just, we should just throw money at it, accept a bunch of money from like Chinese institutions too, uh, to do research projects for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, yeah, uh, suck up just like a huge amount of the compute bandwidth, <laughs> you know, just drop $70,000 on GPUs every uh, couple months. I well, think that's like a good... I mean, that's what it takes yeah. to sell another Nissan every day. It gets right, exactly. It's a low-hanging fruit <laughs> problem, you know. It's like in the early days, it was easy, but you know... You hire a guy to stand in a corner and flip a sign and you sell 10 more Nissans. And now it's just, we're at this mm-hmm. point in society where we need a hundred people paid $300,000 a year knowing everything about you to know when to get you to buy a Nissan. And it's just, that's just where we're at. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Implanted, just so psychologically manipulated into uh, doing right whatever, you know, profit end that they have. Uh yeah, no, I think I really think we're at a good place in society. Uh, one person you turned me on to in on Twitter that has um, been very interesting mm-hmm. is uh, was Francois Francois Cholet. Ooh, I love that guy, Francois Cholet. Yeah, deep learning yes, at Google. The author of Kira's. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, super smart, and to like hear him, you know, very much on the Tristan Tristan Harris lines of ethical tech, but also has like the a crazy machine learning bona fides to back it up mm-hmm. um, and is not afraid to like call people out on Twitter and stuff. Just today, Tristan Harris, six hours ago, tweeted at Francois, DM me. So, you know, oh. there you go. Oh, shit, man. Yeah, they're, you know, fucking Avengers of ethical tech. Yeah, he's sliding, trying to get him to slide in the DMs. I mean, who wouldn't want to slide in those DMs? <laughs> but um, yeah, I was, I was very happy to see that connection. And yeah, he's just been nailing it lately. He's, and I mean, he has gotten a little bit of criticism for, you know, pot calling the kettle black because he's like obviously at, right. at Google, who's like Works also done some like, oh, Google, my okay Google, my Google home is about to like interrupt the podcast right now. Down, down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> down stay out, no. <laughs> and um, uh, yeah, but that being said, like Google is like nowhere near as like fucked up as uh, Facebook. So no, whatever. Hater's going to hate. He's, he's saying some important stuff. And like you said, he's great because... Uh, he's like the guy actually like build, building a lot of this stuff. And so the more people like that, that are like doing yeah. really advanced abstract work that are like, Hey, this is wrong. Something's wrong here. 
um, the better. Let's say you want to turn out your room and beautify it. And let's say that all you have is just a little room, like you're not rich, but you've got your damn room and you've got this space right in front of you that's a part of the cosmos that you can come to grips with. Well, a room is a place to sleep. And so if you set your room up properly, then you figure out how to sleep and when you should sleep and how you should sleep and to figure out when you should wake up. And then you figure out, well, what clothes you should wear because they have to be arranged properly in your dresser. And then you have to have some place to put your clothes. If you're going to have some clothes, you have to figure out what you're going to wear those Like VC funds are not going to stop funding Facebook, right? Or, or you know, any sort of social manipulation apps, things like that, Um, attention suckers, uh, the whole capitalist surveillance ecosystem that we all live in uh, eternally, Mm -hmm. Um, controlled by monopolies that have, you know, paid no taxes in the last 10 years. However, the VCs are not going to stop funding that. The students are not going to stop going to work there, probably. um, And the users are not going to stop using them. Um, So he nails it on like the developers and like senior staff of like these, you know, companies to like you know say no to things push back and like you know maybe leave the company if you don't think what they're doing is ethical um, and that'll cause like a stir you know and all these former facebook executives right that like were high up and like vc guys and stuff mm. you know coming out and saying this stuff sean parker um and uh one of the other guys who was like senior vice president of product or something at facebook mm-hmm. like you know they basically come out and say like yeah i don't let my kids use them you know i very much limit my own use uh, they're tracking everything you do. You know, I helped build this. It's pretty crazy, but here's what it is. And I think that's like super important. And uh, um, what's his name? Francois Cholette is the first one to say like, yeah, high level developers at these companies, you know, look at what you do. Um, and I'm going to do the same here at Google, but uh, it's really up to us to like direct these companies. Yeah. And I mean, we hold the power in this situation. They're in like, And they're in like an incredibly demand field, in demand field, and they can go wherever they want. And, you know, so... I'm not at that point yet, but I wouldn't work at Facebook. First of all, I couldn't work at Facebook just because of all the inappropriate cock comments we made about Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> right. But beyond that, if I had... <laughs> There's no way. We totally sealed that door. Yeah, 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 we sealed... So, but if it weren't that case, I still would not want to, like, go work at that. Don't like the product. It's gross. No, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't like I don't like um, advertising, <laughs> which is, like, everything there. Um, right. Yeah, no, right. it's great to see more stuff like that and people speaking out. Uh, yeah, I think this has just begun. I think this is just the beginning. Uh, we'll see what actually happens to like Facebook's right. share value. Uh, but I think this, you know, it's not sustainable. Just like the world's kind of fucked up <laughs> right now in just like a lot of ways. And Facebook is like, they help some of that, you know, and they are some of that. Uh, they're benefiting from some of that. You know, it's just one of the facets of a kind of really fucked up situation in American society, world global society. Uh, that's kind of weird right now. Hmm. But that's why we have Chapo, right? Yeah, that's where you're going to see tonight. That's why we have fucking Chapo. Nope. Okay, let's uh, let's challenge. Digga, digga. No, no, no. Um, Washington Post, uh, March 24th, 7 p.m. Whoa, whoa. Paul Manafort. Oh, yeah, what do we want to talk about? Deep fakes? That's kind of... Deep fakes is deep fakes is interesting. Yeah. It's kind of on the machine learning thing, and it's really... It's kind of adjacent to the whole problem we were just talking about. This is more like just the incredible power of artificial intelligence, and yeah, that. So yeah, do you want to do you want to describe deepfakes? I can describe. Yeah, deepfakes. no. So um, the idea <laughs> you showed me. So I think you should yeah, subscribe. Yeah. Well, first of all, this is my fetish, really. Um, as you could imagine, AI. I only watch <laughs> AI porn. Um, I was yes. really early days on this. Right. Naturally, naturally. Yeah. And uh, no, so deepfakes is a tool that essentially what it does is uh, change someone's face in a video. 
Um, so it's a very simple tool as inputs. Um, you give this this little, oh, what's the word for it? You give this little algorithm um, a video that you want to replace with, with someone that you want to replace someone's face in. Um, so you might feed it, for example, and in, in the where it blew up and this stuff came up was was a porn video. So you, you get a video with a, a porn star that right. kind of looks like, yes. like someone <laughs> um, that you want to swap faces, someone else's face with. And then you also feed it a bunch yes. of pictures of someone, like a celebrity, images of their face from all different kinds of directions and different lighting and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And the machine learning dust picks up on their, um, like the, the facial geometry of the person from the all the face images. And then it goes through frame by frame in the video you feed it and it as accurately as possible it tries to swap out um the target person's face with the face that the face data that you fed into it um and what it results in is that it's actually right. like very simple to use and actually like borderline convincing in some cases you have to you can't just like feed it like anyone um you have to kind of like pick somebody that kind of looks like the face that you're trying to replace it with Yes. Um, it doesn't do like hair and stuff like that right but it can be like surprisingly convincing for a tool that like really needs no manual tweaking so it went viral for, for a couple things like people did a joke where they replaced a, a in a bunch of movies they replaced the lead actor with nicholas cage um and it was like nicholas cage and all these movies yeah. but then it really blew up of course because after this tool is made of course one of the first uses was oh i can put a, a celebrity or my crush in any porn i could get them in a porn video in like a fairly realistic looks realistic yes um and so they made a porn video with um daisy ridley where they swapped her face into a porn video and they also did one with gal uh godot yes. from um from uh wonder woman um which you can imagine caused a bunch of hoopla and outrage and you know we're just like totally not prepared to deal with the <clears throat> ethics of this and it's interesting because right what then happened with this led to this went on for a bit and there's a couple subreddits that did this um and Pornhub was hosting uh porn videos that were swapped like this and reddit had a couple deep fake subreddits that were doing this with just gifs um so rather than like a full video you just swap it out in a gif and they were like porn focused or you know all kinds of different stuff and reddit came out and ended up banning these subreddits the porn one specifically of swapping uh celebrity celebrities into porn videos right um and then not too far behind i actually don't remember which one went first Pornhub also announced in a statement that they would not be uh airing these videos and it's it's right. oh it's interesting on so many levels i mean there's so many things to talk about here there's like the one fact of of if it wasn't a celebrity could you even and do this like if it wasn't a celebrity would anyone could care no yeah could you know because it, it's also like right. if it was just you and someone like trolled your scraped your facebook page of 100 pictures and then put you in a porn and put you on Pornhub, uh probably no one would care um um uh, and and if it i don't know i i think i think i like uh, it's not that no one would care it's that no one would find out enough to do anything about it until it became this problem sure. this might have been happening already and then they did like the celebrity one sure or like you could do it privately right and it would still be illegal right it, i think it would because reddit banned it based on its rules against involuntary pornography Right, so it wasn't necessarily that these were like famous or this was like defamation or anything like that. It was because the women in the videos, you know, very like asterisk, uh, women in the videos did not uh, consent to being in those videos, and so, but the women in the videos were like spliced in, you know, mm -hmm. they're digitally not consenting to being spliced in, and obviously, like it took all the, just cranked to eleven all the things that get people riled up, right? Uh, celebrities, porn fucking ai and like all of this scumbag like, and virality on the internet 
scumbag redditors yeah. <laughs> just like horrible like it was just like the fappening right when uh like jennifer lawrence and all these like new pictures and stuff like of these celebrities were hacked from their iCloud. It, they were just like plaster all and they just immediately shot to the top of reddit and then they were like taken down and all this stuff basically probably for the same rules but this one is like digital and that's like super interesting but i definitely get your point in that you can just do this right it's like yeah you could you could do this privately you could do this and post it and like wait for it to get taken down like any other lewd content yeah um but it's just like you could just make an engine of just like select your you know select your celebrity kind of yeah. porn watching it's like crazy. and there's like um and like once it gets better like things get hairier as it gets better like how do you like now you can still kind of tell it's kind of fake a little bit cgi e but once it gets so good mm-hmm. that you can't tell what you know what do you it kind of it kind of changes a lot of stuff it's like um there's a really good article on this that i read where the guy made the argument that this is like part of a shift between like a default um trust society to a default like skeptic society in terms mm-hmm. of like internet content where you're just like and, and they do similar things like this with like generating like speech from a president and like video of a president talking and like it's again you can kind of tell it's fake but you can imagine a point where we're not that far away probably in our lifetimes where we could generate a video that's photorealistic of trump saying whatever we want in totally synthesized voice and you could not tell it apart from right. a real video and when that's the reality what has to happen is you have to start doubting anything you see on a screen right to a much greater extent than we do already and we kind of do this like people are aware of like photoshop and stuff now and um you know we're kind of creeping into that territory but when it's video and audio and everything you're not going to be able to trust anything you see or hear just by the fact of like oh that's trump saying that it's like is it though you know right you can't you can't know like and we're gonna have to have systems to verify these things and you know some sort of like trusted source system and oh you know it's going to be a big a big challenge yeah yeah, I think one of the one of the things we have going for us is people like uh, who's the YouTuber like uh, Captain Captain something. He like debunks Captain Debunker or whatever. Captain D- Disillusion is that him? Captain Disillusion. Captain Disillusion. There you go. Yeah. Yep. And so, so Captain Disillusion kind of looks into videos and shows where oh, see the lighting is off here, the green screen, you know, is fucked up here. Oh, this is an effect. Kind of you know, double shadow or whatever. He has all these terms, and he'll like you know debunk some viral video or something like that and he recently did a video and he, he obviously has like super high production quality right just like tons of cool effects and just very good at making videos and he did a video where he copied the styles of a bunch of other educational youtubers uh there was a cgp gray style there was a brady heron style like periodic videos uh there was a smarter every day and then there was a vsauce and I don't watch all of these, but like obviously I listen to Hello Internet and stuff. And so to see all those come out um, and he just does like this amazing video, uh, it kind of blew my mind. And so I would just have to have a bunch more of those guys and they'll just <laughs> blow up on the Internet more and debunk videos for us. That's the solution. YouTube, more YouTubers. Yeah, but I mean, it still is like the long term problem of what happens when it's uh, um, it's indistinguishable. <clears throat> you know, that we're a ways off right. from that, but you can imagine yeah. like just pixels on a screen right um but that's interesting so that one's done what what's next on our list that's an interesting one everyone go watch some okay. uh deep fake porn it's great we don't next need people to cause more trouble we need people to solve problems solve problems we need people to solve problems solve problems 
get blown by Maisie Williams and then you, you got to go on both sides of it, right? You got to say, wow, that's wrong. And you also have to experience it. I think you have to know both sides. Yeah. Uh, I'll probably cut that Human out. experiment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're either a student of the mind or you're not. Exactly. <laughs> I love that. Can be something we say regularly? <laughs> Whenever we say something fucked up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that could be like a sticker. Yes. Look, you're either a student of the mind or you're not. Come with me, people. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then just like a big pile of drugs. Yeah, it's like my favorite recent line from Chapo Trap House. Yeah, you know, your friend takes off his shoes, you know, stop smell the roses, suck suck their toes a bit. Um, just suck your friend's toes a bit. Look, <laughs> look, you're either a student of the mind or you're not. Oh, my God. And all oh, the James Adomian. Did you listen to Elon Musk? The Elon Musk. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm Elon Musk. Ah, so hilarious. Well, I'll get you on the wait list for my oh, Mars yes. colony. I mean, well, we might have an opening in our Star Child program. <laughs> I can't even do an Elon Musk, but well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, you know, I, I rockabilly, rockabilly, uh... <laughs> We're going to, you know, create a new society. And I think, I think like you have to do that because this society, I mean, I don't care for most of it. So I think we should just really start over. I think we, we deserve a fresh start. Um, we don't have to burn this one down, but we can, uh, flamethrowers are $500. <laughs> um, <laughs> it just, uh, it, I, cause Elon is, he is like a dad now. He's like at like South by Southwest. Oh yeah. And oh, like, yeah. Maybe lost sight of it right now a little bit. And just like the outlandish salary. Uh, I, the more and more I think about it, the more like stupid I think it is that he did that with the salary. What do you mean? Um, the, do you mean not the salary? It's just absurd. You mean the market cap uh, like targets for his income? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Right. Compensation. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Because he doesn't get a salary. <laughs> yeah. He gets minimum wage and he's never cashed yeah. it. And he takes out loans against his equity to fund his life or whatever. Yeah. Um, which is pretty crazy. Uh, but I mean. You do you, I guess. But at the same time, like, he thinks he's going to grow it to, like, an $800 billion business in 10 years. Yeah. Growing, like, $50 billion a year, and they just hit $50 billion. And then he gets, like, an exorbitant amount of equity. Yeah. Um, but if he doesn't hit it, then he gets nothing. Yep. The whole terms of it are crazy. But, like, for every $50 billion in market cap he gains, you know, he gets, like, a billion dollars. Up to, well, he gets, he gets, more, he gets, uh, he gets stock. <clears throat> he doesn't even get a salary then. He gets, he gets a billion dollars right, yeah, in yeah. Tesla stock. So, he currently owns, like... 20% of the company and I think if he raises it mm -hmm. up to the, the the highest one is 650 billion if he gets to the 650 billion dollar mark right. he, gets, he gets 10% or something he gets like right? another big chunk of stock and I don't know what percent um it is but he gets another big chunk of the company and then you also have to keep in mind that throughout that whole time even if he wasn't getting more stock he still owns 20% of the company. So even if he were getting no more equity in the company right. if he takes it from 50 billion to 650 billion dollars he's um, 10xing his net worth just with what he owns already, and then you're talking about adding another chunk on top. And so, yeah, I mean, you're you're talking like if this pays off, he's gonna catapult um to the top of the Forbes billionaire list faster than anyone in history. And, you know, and and uh, um, Jeff Bezos like just is like hold on, Parker, Parker, uh, Matt, Matt just called me. I'm I'm doing the podcast right now, so Matt could just call me, and I wanted to answer and FaceTime and be like, oh, Matt, I can't do the podcast right now. Oh, well, uh, maybe, I'm not sure which headphone is going out of where, but um, uh, let me call you back. I'll call back on the BART when I'm going to Chapo with Gabe. You're going to Chapo with Gabe tonight? Yes. <laughs> I literally called him today. He didn't. Uh, really All right, but, but I got to do the podcast now. I got to do the podcast now. I'm going to be hanging with Olivia then. Let's talk tomorrow. Okay, sounds good. Call then. Okay, yeah, just call me tomorrow. All right, Peace. bye. Ryan, we should have friends of the, sh we should have friends of the show <laughs> episodes. That'd be fun. Yeah, that was a friend of the show. Uh, that was Cornell Matt. Um, and no one's going to have... There he was in all his glory. No one's going to hear him, but 
at some point it'd be fun to have him call in oh yeah um yeah <laughs> right. no so elon um, must like yeah anyway yeah yeah go 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 elon Musk. <laughs> um frozen yogurt machines that oh, whole yeah. thing no he just so like bezos is like just overtaken bill gates in like an absurdly short amount of time and and like if elon musk's plan pays off plus spacex he's very rapidly going to catapult up to the top of that list right uh which is like yeah. another topic we have which is like super interesting um which is like the spacex stuff like holy fuck we launched a rocket a car into space and just like the fuck you of that and it's like yeah it's really cool and awesome but i also totally understand why that's like the freshest meat chapo trap house has ever had you know it is like yeah. and i i like billionaire launched his car into space yeah exactly it's like <laughs> and like i i get elon's point of it where like his argument his like his um talking point on this has become like look why do we do this because like we can't always be um focused on the worst things in society and we have to inspire people and like look like i'm trying you know like this is what this is about is like inspiring yeah. people and blah blah and i totally get that but i also like see the the um devil's advocate position which is like you know people are dying daily from assault rifles and starving and then a billionaire is launching his his uh fucking sports car into space um and it's yeah it is like, where are we society? it is kind what of dystopian <laughs> yeah it's kind of dystopian it's pretty dystopian and so right ugh, but really cool stuff like but it is cool like it is i wasn't like rooting for it i don't know if that's but that could be society already have fucked me up a <laughs> lot um whatever maybe i'm just like a slave to the dominant ideology but it was pretty fucking cool to oh, see those rockets i'm a land. total like, supporter yeah i'm a huge supporter unreal. i was i watched it live in the unreal. office i got a bunch yeah. of people watching it live in the office yep. like was super excited about yep, it i was yep, like me too i had like an afterglow the rest of the day like i was a pregnant woman like it was great yes it was great i showed like three people when i got home i was like have you seen this did we watch this like let's watch this again this was nice. yeah i mean yeah it's unbelievable and it's it's awesome and i think it's overall is good for society but it's like we do need that kind of like gut check of like we're you know we're solving this because uh um like it's an important thing for humanity last not because like look at me i'm just gonna fucking blow my load into space which is like sometimes the air that like elon musk will have about some of this stuff you know uh, this like rock star thing um but, um but it's super cool how one of the things they're talking about for spacex yeah. is launching uh satellites for internet and like yeah like global yeah internet? and he yeah. thinks that apparently from satellites like it's never going to be the case that like spacex is going to like do all of the internet for everybody but apparently it is totally disruptive to like long range um internet and long range communications and like they have projections out of like the, it's going to be so much cheaper and so much more efficient that they think they can like capture like 50 percent of that market um and spacex would manage like a a network of four thousand satellites that are like low earth orbit um like that are doing all long-term internet um and they think it's like a gonna make them a yeah. gazillion dollars um and it's kind of interesting because that's right. not very publicized of like the spacex thing and they they um it's kind of the opposite of tesla where his approach with tesla was like here's what we're doing like we're bootstrapping our way down to a car for everybody and like here's the plan like we're going to roll out this yeah. electric car for everybody but to get there we're going to do like super luxury car then we're going to do a luxury car then we're going to do the everything and this is all part of this grand plan to like bootstrap uh, an electric car company um and for spacex like right. it makes me wonder like was this not a part of the plan at all and then they were like holy shit well if we're the ones that can launch satellites into space for the cheapest of anyone like talk about the biggest moat you know um why not have your own internet yeah. department and provide internet for people and because if that's going to take putting up four thousand satellites like 50 million dollars a launch like 
that's a fucking giant expenditure, yeah. you know? Um, so if you build the cheapest yeah, way... Yeah, we can give ourselves the friends and family discount. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So if you have to build the cheapest way to launch satellites, and like, yeah, like do your space launches for other people, but you might as well. Because like, who's going to compete for that? <laughs> like, Nobody can compete for that. And it, it would literally, it would be so right. much fucking money that they could fund any space, weird space project they ever wanted to do in perpetuity like it would be in such an absurd amount of money right. to own this internet network um and also would take a big chunk out of the telecoms yeah i feel like uh this company spacex um falcon 9 and falcon heavy that can land themselves i feel like they're like a kid who is given like a chocolate fountain and and like a bunch of different stuff to put in the chocolate fountain and you just want to try everything you're like yeah strawberries uh fucking cheesecake <laughs> you know cheeseburgers whatever like they have this rocket and they're like what can we launch into space fucking we'll launch a car launch a new internet launch everyone else's shit like yeah. <laughs> they're just like just launch it all get it up there yeah, yeah. <laughs> send it around the earth really fast <laughs> they're like a kid at a chocolate fountain just like put put everything in space what more cars more luxury cars <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, mars we'll go to mars we'll go to the moon we'll go to mars we'll go everywhere we'll go to uranus <laughs> um we'll go to <laughs> fucking wherever we want to go we'll come back like bring stuff down um live up there it'll be awesome just send everything to space yeah <laughs> so like that's what that's what they're like i feel like they're just like kids uh you know in a deep fryer just like let's deep fry the twinkies deep fry the candy bars we have the deep fryer already yeah <laughs> yeah um uh, but yeah yeah i mean i don't plan on launching anything into space one of the things i find super interesting um and that i love is that they have the prices for the launches oh, I listed love, on the i love site. that i love that <laughs> i do i love that too it's like $55 million or whatever, $50 million for the Falcon 9 and $90 million for the Falcon Heavy. <laughs> just that's your price, you know, write us a check. <laughs> we'll launch your shit. Yeah, well, and it's... And there's no quotes, there's no, like, haggling. Exactly, and it's, like, public as if, like, you know, it's just open, you know, it's not like government contract work or whatever. It's like, well, here's what it costs, here's what we launch it for. It's, like, eerily yeah. similar, similar to, like... Uh, like uh, Casper.com, just like oh, <laughs> you can just buy yeah. any. I can buy a rocket launch. Uh, yep. It's so funny. <laughs> Here we go. It's like online shop. You can go online shopping for rocket launches, and they have a merch shop. It's great. <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah, so you sent me some merch. I got my SpaceX mug, and I don't really drink coffee in the office, but I do take the occasional half a caffeine pill, mm. and so my caffeine pills are just in the mug <laughs> right now. <laughs> so I still use it to hold it's my symbolic. caffeine. It's symbolic. It's just not uh, it's a symbolic mug. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh, right. And it's beautiful. It's a very nice SpaceX Falcon Heavy mug. A nice desk piece. Oh, what else is on the list? What do we got? I don't know. You sent me a bunch of shit. Uh, sent, Parker sent me a big, awesome care package of cool shit. Uh, including stickers, so we've been posting oh, yeah. stickers all over. And we have every a we, shitty dive bar uh, and whatever. So that's pretty yeah. Cool. And you can I and you didn't notice this, Ryan. Before you even got your stickers, I actually updated our site with the stickers. Oh so shit! If you go to the oh shit! I, have not. <laughs> I knew you wouldn't check that page, so I was like, I can put it up. Um, if, if you check the support, if you check the support site <laughs> part of our page, you can see images of the stickers and there's contact info. If you want some, we will mail you stickers for free. And thank you. So yeah, we're doing that. Reach out if you want some. Yeah, if you want some fucking stickers, 
apparently. Everyone, uh, every AI PhD student at Berkeley give us has your one. Code, give us your fucking stickers.com. <laughs> we should get, give us your fucking stickers. Oh, that's so great. I'm looking at it now. Right? Oh, that, oh, does that look cool? Cool. I did a good job. Just a little bit, little touch up, little deep fake in there. Oh, 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 coming up. Future episode coming up. Oh, listeners. The powder challenge. We've spent the last, if Ryan signs, if uh, Ryan yes. sounds off to you today, it's because I've spent the last two weeks loading him up with a variety of powders from the internet. And he's he, mystery, mystery, mystery powders, powders, white substances that I've been ingesting with no knowledge yeah. of what they do sent to me in the mail. Yeah, I, I believe by Parker Tempest uh, it could be yeah. anyone. It could be the government, um, but I've been ingesting them um, and I will have reports on how I feel. Yeah. Or if you see a news report of some guy, eat, you know, uh, eating someone's face, that might be me because of what Parker sent me. Yeah. Confuse, confuse the bath salts with like the uh, yeah. L-theanine. Yeah, I, I get and, 20 uh, pounds. <laughs> well, this up, all but. started because I watched this guy called Alex Jones and I just ordered one of everything. And I figured, well, Ryan's yes. going to try these and then whatever's good, he'll tell me. <laughs> um, but then I also hid one right. <laughs> uh, one pill with a triple dose of acid. Um, just as like, it, this is like a scientific right. experiment thing because you have to, you know, I got to throw you one that like just to tell it you notice changes in your your mental state. Um, so yes, you know, yes. we'll see what he thinks when he hits prime. that one. You have to prime. Yeah, it's like Russian roulette. Right. Every morning you take your vitamins, but one time you're just going to be tripping balls. So that's yeah. coming up. I might be on that one now. That might be what's happening now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's spiders all around me. <laughs> Every second feels like ten thousand lifetimes of the universe. So that might be the one. No, that's that's um, just. But that also could just be one of the other. Yeah, powders. that's L-theanine, Ryan. That's classic symptom of L-theanine. <laughs> okay. Okay. That. All right. Uh, yeah. 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 The bone juice. Bone juice mix. Is that what? Uh, yeah. Alpha bone juice. Uh, alpha makes? bone juice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we have so much. Uh, also, also forthcoming. Yes, for also forthcoming. Another challenge after that. This is not due by Friday. You don't get to pick the challenges. Um, they're directed at me to disturb me, like psychologically, not so much to yeah. make the show interesting for you guys. But the powder challenge. But then we also have indie game Steam challenge. Oh yes. Right? Oh yes. I'm currently building a desktop computer. And I'm gonna get into the gaming. Um, I've never really. I mean, I've played PC games, whatever. I, I you know, I play. Uh, I have a Steam account and play the occasional Counter Strike or whatever. Uh, Skyrim, of course. But uh, I've never really dove into the Steam sale indie games. You know, get a thousand like two hour games for ninety nine cents, whatever. Yes. So Parker, I think, has delved into this and learned the landscape, and so has a fair number of uh, games that I need to explore. Yeah. So hopefully, those will not uh, damage me too um, too severely. Yeah. But I will play them, and we will talk about the indie game challenge. Yeah. So I'm, I'm gonna send some of my couple of my favorites over, and we'll announce them on like the episode before. Um, so people can play along if they want. And then we'll talk about yep. the games. Super good indie weird games. Right. Upcoming episode. And quick too. It'll be like watching a movie, right? It's yeah, like, like a couple hours. Like, you know, you, you can get through it in like... Like Sunday afternoon. Like you spend a Sunday afternoon and uh, take some powders and enjoy a game and then put it away. And it's like a book on your shelf. Like that's what's great about the indie game scene. Right. They are art. Yeah. Video games are definitely art. Yes. It's amazing to see new games and stuff. And then we're also going to talk about... Um, I think we should we could have this combo on the podcast. We could talk about monitors. So I love computer monitors. Mm-hmm. Um, I have it. <laughs> All right. We'll have monitor corner. Love, you get five minutes to talk five about mo- monitors. Minutes. <laughs> We're Ryan, done. We're off Ryan. it. <laughs> I'm halfway yep, yep. through my Coursera course. See, prepare what you're going to say. 
for, I'm halfway right, through. We're, all right, we're gonna, all right, for the next six months, we're going to do an hour on monitors. <laughs> oh, <laughs> How about that? I have just, so... This is now... Local Maxima Podcast is now The Monitor Show <laughs> with Parker Tempest. We can just change it. We can just change it. Hello, welcome to The Monitor Show. Today, we're talking <laughs> we're gonna about pivot. hertz. We pivot. How many hertz do you want? 10 hertz, 100 hertz, 20 hertz, 400 hertz. What's the best? What kind of GTX do you need? And can you mine CryptoKitties with that GTX NVIDIA GPU? <laughs> yes. All in today's episode so, of all, Monitors. All more on... On monitors. Monitors with Parker Tempest. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yes, eventually I'll be buying a monitor and spending a bunch of money on, on computer stuff. But um, in the meantime, I'm uh, doing the, we got to do the powder challenge first. Got to get through the thicket of yeah, powder. If you make it through. So claw our way through. Mm. Um, oh, speaking of um, media that we want people to consume, uh, I watched Lady Bird. Mm. I loved it. Lady Bird was fucking awesome. Uh, it, it eerily reminded me of my suburban living I mean, or like there, there was parts of each character that you could take out of that character and assemble and like make me or one of my friends or my situation, right? Just suburban high school. Yep. It was very, and some was very really like poignant, um, quotes in there and like moments where you're like, oh damn. Yeah. Damn. Oh, super good movie. Watch right. it. Should have gotten the Oscar. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Shape of water. Everyone talked about how she fucked the fish. But nobody talks about how she fucked the fish twice. Right, right. <laughs> That's good. That's what they're not talking uh, about. And I, I saw Shape Water. I thought it was good. It was good. And I thought there were better movies in there. But that's the Oscars, you know. Right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. What? Oh, uh, the one I cared about was Roger Deakins winning for Blade Runner uh, 2049. Roger Deakins is an amazing cinematographer. Mm. Like uh, one of the best ever to do it. He did everything from like the Big Lebowski, a bunch of Coen Brothers movies. Um you know, No Country for Old Men. Uh, and then he did Blade Runner 2049, which was cinematographically amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not doing Roger Deakins justice. Like, just we'll post all the fucking movies he's done. Uh, but he deserved it super. He deserved it for this movie. He deserved it for his career. And he'd never gotten one. He'd gotten, like, whatever, like, a dozen nominations or something ridiculous. Uh, and that was the one I cared about. He got it. I liked Blade Runner 2049. I thought it was a great movie. Um, could You know. I, but I'm a huge Blade Runner fan mm-hmm. originally, and so like you kind of have to be that to enjoy this movie. And um, yeah, so I was super happy about that Oscar. I didn't really care about the rest. Um, I didn't even remember like who won what. Oh, uh, Gary Oldman, who I like a lot, won for Churchill or you know Darkest Hour, which I did not like a lot mm. because it painted Churchill as like this like super solid dude who like came in and like saved Britain from the Nazis and just like was the man, you know, they cu- they looked to and uh, was just savvy and like witty, whatever. And when he was actually just like very gruff, alcoholic racist, um, who was kind of fascistic himself and like in wartime, yeah, he was like maybe a good dude to lead it. Obviously it worked out for him, but like it didn't work out for a bunch of people in Africa that he subjugated, uh, people in India that he like let starve and mm. all this kind of stuff. So, I mean, he was like super racist and like, I mean, not to project, but probably a misogynist as well. You know, all these like secretary women. It was just kind of a misogynistic patriarchal society, much more so then. So that was not good. And he was at the head of it, right? He was the big dick of Britain. Um, and so, you know, it painted him in the super good light. But I did enjoy Gary Oldman as Churchill. Like I thought that was, I thought he was entertaining and good and whatever maybe didn't portray everything but that's not his role as the actor so Hmm. and i like gary oldman generally so he won for that other movies oh man i couldn't even i didn't even finish dunkirk i was just done with it no i'd never even watched that it was not good (laughs) i like literally like stopped wishing i did not enjoy it at all it was boy it was just not a great 
Did film. you see, or do you have, I like uh, do you have plans to see uh, Annihilation? Yes, yes. That is the next on my mm-hmm. list. I put it out there to the friend group to be like, yes, let's go see this movie. Alex Garland, again, probably wrote and directed this one, um, which he did with Ex Machina, which is one of my favorite films of all time, and just kind of a masterpiece, I think. Yeah. Now he's doing another sci-fi yeah. movie with Oscar Isaac. I'm not going to spoil anything about this movie because we'll talk about it after you watch it. Um, but yes, uh, yes, you've seen it and I have yeah, not. This is so a great, I, believe, uh, so. this, I thought it was a great movie. One that's like, this fits in with the Blade Runner thing too. There are movies that remind you that, oh, this is why it's good to watch movies in, in movie theaters. Like uh, Blade Runner 2049 is like a movie theater movie. It's just like, in, it like yes, envelops right. you. It's like so aesthetic and... Um, this like music that like is just perfectly fit and just like like it absorbs you this movie um, and that's that's a lot like how annihilation right. is where it's just that this movie i would describe this movie as like an acid trip man it's just a total acid trip um yeah. i don't think yeah without <laughs> no or no spoilers it's it's not as strong as ex machina but like just as as what you just said i mean i think ex machina is like a near perfect movie an amazing movie so it's unfair to expect it to be at that level but this is different in its own right and it's so different and it's like got that blade runner aesthetic and it's a super worthy follow-up and a movie that you want to watch in the theaters because it's does those like blade runner tricks where it's just like it's just a gorgeous movie and the music is amazing and yeah, yeah you're gonna love it i'm excited i'm very excited i did watch the trailer uh, i also watched the trailer for solo which i am excited <gasps> for i am definitely fucking is excited that the alex Hoddle movie is that an Alex Honnold movie? What is Solo? What's no. Solo? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Solo. Star Wars. A Solo. Oh. Like a Star Wars story. <laughs> I like that your mind went to Alex Honnold, yeah. though, who was also just a freak in his own mind. I've been watching a lot of Alex Honnold videos recently. Yeah. He's been climbing a lot. Uh, for, not a lot, but a fair amount going climbing. For folks who don't know, and, uh, <laughs> he's a, a solo, a free solo climber. Is that the name of the sport? Free solo? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's where you, rock climbing, it's where you rock climb he without. It, he does it without ropes, yeah. and he does it by himself. Yeah, without, it's where you rock climb without any ropes, and he does. And like, if you people die in the sport all the time, it's super dangerous. And there's like a really great Netflix documentary yeah. called Valley Uprising. People are interested. And he free climbed uh, El Capitan, I believe. Yeah, solo free climbed El Capitan within the past year, and he's the first person. Uh, maybe he's he'd ever do it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's like I don't even want to guess how tall, whatever, several thousand feet, maybe of like vertical climbing. Um, where like a mistake will make you die. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like, has like a part of his brain turned off for fear and like adrenaline so he can just do things. Um, but no, what I was originally talking about, there's also tons of good, like Alex Honnold, uh, videos and, you know, just rock climbing craziness out there in the world to go, uh, to go watch. So I recommend that to anybody and also go rock climb. Rock climbing is super fun. I love rock climbing. Anyway, uh, clean your room. <laughs> clean up your room. 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 That's a good start. Organize your local landscape. Schedule your time.